So hi everybody and welcome back to the show. So today we are here with Tracy Woods and Tracy is from Landlord Smart, which is the asset finance company. Uh, what does that mean? Well, we're going to talk about that in a second and how it can potentially help you with your cash flow by um, asset financing your next property um refurbishment through landlord smart so rather than me sort of try and fumble through what that means we've got tracy here to talk about it and let us know exactly how we can help you moving forward so tracy welcome to the show thank you very much it's Rick. awesome to have you here so you've come from london yes on the train yeah and you're in our little podcast studio very different it's brilliant it's very different to be here. you know i don't people won't be able to hear this because of the microphones but we've got a band i can hear coming from that way somewhere there's like 20 rooms here and they're all you know they've got drums and, and all sorts of stuff going it's on an so amazing place very different very different very different so tracy let's go back a little bit and sort of if you could on well, the first time you and i properly met was i don't know must be five years ago yes and you had your own podcast yes and you interviewed me that's um, right. and now like we're here doing something completely different on the flip side and i know we've had you on the the podcast before but today's a bit of a refresher for our new audience and for the people that don't know much about asset finance so i know to begin with you were in property yourself yeah uh, specifically hmos so tell us you know sort of what started where where did it start for you and and how you got to now doing the business that you that you currently have okay so I, you're right that I have been around property for a long time. I first got involved in property back in 2000, so 19 years ago. Makes me feel very old. Yeah. Um, but it was really my focus shifted from a buy-to-let portfolio, which I'd built up, into HMOs. And that was in 2012. What was the change? Why did you transition to HMOs? It was primarily, I think, everything in the buy-to-let world I'd done without really having any knowledge or experience. I didn't really know what I was doing. I thought property was a good thing to get into, but didn't know enough about it. What were you doing for your full-time job then so at that I time? Was, I was working as a training and process consultant for a software company in London, okay. which meant yeah, as much as I was home-based a lot of the time, but I was travelling into London for meetings, etc. You know, rush hour, commuter trains tubes etc and I hated it and and actually it was really my journey really started to change around the mid-2000s when I realized that if I didn't do something different I was going to keep doing that for the rest of my life and I, I lost my father before he was uh, reached retirement age to the dreaded sea um, and that was at a time when I just thought I've got to do something different otherwise I'm gonna I could be him I could get to or not get to retirement having worked all my life the thinking I'm gonna live this life that you want uh, which is what people tend to do you know and and property I knew I was doing something right but it was rich dad poor dad yep. the book that changed it all and made me realize that I needed to get more into it but I needed to be educated it's phenomenal the amount of people I talk to that say that book just literally changed their life yeah, you know, it, um, it, I need to go back and read that again, Tracy. I think you know, um, I have read book. it, but you think, well, you know, you read so many books. Yeah, I need to go back. I need to read it again. I mean, it's very much focused on the 
you know, building yourself from being an employed person to becoming a business owner. And actually, we all go through the stage of being an employed person to being a self-employed person, which actually means you're working harder than you would have been if you were <laughs> employed, yeah, yeah. and then get into the world of business. And, and that, what it did for me was really put a stamp under, yes, you've bought some property. He advises you to do that, obviously, because you're creating a passive income passive um yeah exactly but also it it sort of made me look at the way my life was going to go and did I want that or did I want something different I wanted something different I wanted it to be different for me for my family and the future um so that's why I jumped into education and that was 2012 um when I researched found who I wanted to work with went in full guns you know I literally did every bit of training I could possibly do and the reason I did that was because I had to identify what fitted in with my goals and my goals at the time were to create income cash flow to replace my employed wage and as soon as I could do that then I was free to give up that job and do what I wanted to so giving me the freedom of choice right okay Um, so how did you so at that point you were investing in property um how did you source your properties I mean what did you did you educate yourself first or definitely okay yeah so you went on the course I did a a HMO course um and I learned how to go out, view properties, how to assess those properties. Um, I was looking for property to convert from residential normal homes into five or six bedroom HMOs. Under permitted development at the time. Exactly, yep. And the view was always to find things and not do too much work so that if ever anything went wrong, then I could always put them back into a family home. Okay. And that was how I started out. It was, you know, don't take big developments, don't take properties and put them all as en suites, um, do minimum amount of work to convert them into a nice HMO. And, you know, research of HMOs at the time, that it was, you know, they're pretty rough in the area yeah. that I was in. So to actually bring them up to a higher standard wasn't that difficult. So how long ago was it when you started going into HMOs? So I bought my first one in 2012. So okay, so where are we now? So seven years ago. Yeah. And have you found that the legislation has changed considerably since when, when you began? Yeah, I mean, I always, I made it one of my rules I suppose that I would always work with the local HMO officers regarding licensing regulations even though at the time we didn't have to have a HMO license on those properties and I wanted them to be up to a standard and future proof them I suppose so that you know when things did change because we all knew that things were going to change it would become more and more regulated the same as anything does in the world of property and it was making sure that they fitted in and would stay as a, a viable business property. And do you project. still own those now? Yes. You do. Okay, so what does your portfolio look like? So we have uh, six buy to lets and we have four HMOs. Okay, when you say we, who's we? Myself and Nigel. Okay, cool. So you own those as a limited company or are they in your own names? Uh, they're now in a company. Okay, so <laughs> you've, you've <laughs> made that transition. Story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How yeah. hard was that, by the way? Very quickly. Um, it's been an absolute nightmare. Has it been worth it, do you think? Um, 
don't there know are yet. some pluses, some minuses. Yeah. I suppose it's quite early to tell as well, isn't it? Yeah. I think, um, where are we now? January coming up is going to be the first big hit for most landlords. Yeah. You know, um, for those that don't know, we're talking about Clause 24 that came in, yeah. which no longer lets everybody claim their interest rate relief on their tax bill. So, but at least you've done it. Let's, you know, maybe yeah. have a conversation in, in a year's time and see what benefits there have been. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, you know, it's either that or what well, What do you do? You know, you keep it, you take the hit or you sell the properties. And it's, you know, I like to buy, I like to collect houses. Yeah. I don't like to sell them. Well, most people in property do, don't they? Yeah. You know, let's face it, we don't go into them to sell them unless we're yeah. doing flips, obviously. Absolutely, but, um, yeah. They are to build that portfolio and that sustainable income going forward, right. as well as the capital growth side of it. So, too, Tracy, so. at what point then did you decide that you've got enough houses now you're good with the HMOs and your single at property. Yeah. Um, and you made a decision to do something completely different. So where did the idea for your asset finance company come from? So it all came about, um, it was really Nigel that came up with the idea of taking lease finance that he had been used to working with in other businesses in the commercial sector. So what did Nigel do before? So Nigel was running a company that provided... Um, lighting replacements for energy saving efficiency okay so in effect it was replacing lighting in big you know big warehouses office blocks etc for led technology and it would therefore reduce their electricity bills Um, and for major organizations you're talking about millions you know it was huge spends he was seeing that you could use lease finance to finance those lighting replacements so he knew that this was happening because he was working there in business he could obviously see what was going on in my world because it was me that was focusing on the hmos i'd built up my business where i was helping other investors get into hmos and um, sourcing them doing the conversions etc so the two fitted really nicely together but it had never been seen Um, And this all came about because the government removed the 10% wear and tear allowance Mm -hmm. in the the, um, early 2016. So we literally were, at that time, we were due to go on a a business mentorship program out in Bali. We'd booked on it the previous year, looking to grow the businesses that we both had at that time. So for me, it was the HMOs. For him, it was the energy saving side. And we went out to Bali on the basis we were going to grow those businesses. And all of a sudden, Nigel announced this idea that he'd got of could lease finance fit in with the this, property. So you, you went there yep. and he announced it while you were there. Yep. You know, sometimes these ideas come in the most, I think, when you go away and you do these retreat type things and mentorship, yep. that's when your mind can start to go into the back of the grey matter and pull out these ideas. Exactly. You know, we do that a lot. Yep. Our, most of our great ideas come to us when we're on holiday. That is so true. I think, you know, when you're relaxing and you're away from the normal daily hustle and bustle of everything, you do think of things. I think it was definitely in him and he'd started to do a bit of research around, you know, how many landlords are there in the UK? And if you took 
you know, 1% of those and said, well, they're going to need to furnish accommodation because obviously not every landlord provides furnished rental accommodation. In the buy-to-let world, it's generally unfurnished. So we knew it wasn't the whole of the landlord world that we could target, but we started to analyse it a lot more, um, look at the market, how we could introduce lease finance into an asset finance into the world of property. And that is exactly the reason why Landlord Smart was launched. So in June of 2016 was when we returned from Bali with our business plan in place. Um, I took the team that I had built around me in the world of HMOs and running the uh, hands-free portfolio building that I was doing. I took them and said, right, okay, this is slowing down because of changes, regulations, etc., um, I'm now moving into Landlord Smart. This is going to be our focus and I want you to join me and I believe you can help me in this respect and this respect. So we very quickly took a business from, yes, it's an idea, to, right, we're getting it out into the market. So um, whilst I was in Bali, I was busy doing you know live videos on Facebook and telling everybody in the world of property that there was such an exciting thing that we were going to launch when when we got back. And that's exactly what happened. And I think it was great because my profile within the world of property, HMOs, um, had grown over those years, Mm. you know, from 2012 to 2016, four years of being part of fantastic Facebook groups um, and and Facebook communities, as well as being part of the training organisations, communities, uh, going to networking events, building up my profile. I became a speaker. I was standing on stage talking about HMOs and helping other people. Mm. It meant that people already knew me, liked me and trusted me, which then meant I'd launched something else. And immediately people were going, that's a fantastic idea. You know, and we know you, so yeah, we'll So we'll tr- try Trace, is the, is the terminology, is it asset finance? Is that is that what we say, or is that just a slang terminology that people have picked up? Well, asset finance is, is effectively what it is. Yeah. Um, because it is finance for assets. Okay. The... When people talk about leasing, immediately, if you say lease finance, people will think about leasing a car because that's the one thing that most people in the street would be known for leasing. And asset finance, that's effectively what you're doing when you're leasing a car. Now, asset finance has been around the commercial sector for many, many, many years. um, And people have used asset finance for equipment and machinery and things like that and you can have like spends of millions of pounds that are actually financed rather than that company having to pay out for it I mean all of this kit around you is probably financed because that's the way it works Mm. but it had never been seen in the world of property nobody had put the two together and said hang on a second property people are putting assets into properties And those assets are not just the furniture, which was our focus, but they're also other things that we've put in. So So for the people that are brand spanking new into property and they don't really know what the hell we're talking about, maybe someone's just tuned in halfway through. Yeah. So what does it mean? So talk to me like I'm um, sat at a property course. I'm dead interested in doing rent to rent. And trying to save as much money as possible. I don't have a huge amount of cash. What does Landlord Smart do for me? So the two biggest things that our customers benefit from 
with Landlord Smart is the first, they don't need the cash to pay for those items up front. Right. So let me just pause that for a minute. Yeah. So pause. When we say those items, yeah. okay, what does that mean? So our focus is a business. And if yeah. anybody looked at our website, it's the focus is furniture. Is it solely furniture? It isn't. Okay. Because what has happened is we launched the business on the basis it was going to cover furniture for HMOs. And yes, we know there are other furnished rental sectors as well that we also cover. But it was really primarily the furniture in HMOs. Obviously, what goes alongside of furniture in a HMO are electrical appliances. There may be furnishing items, soft furnishing items. You want to kit out the kitchen with crockery, cutlery, microwave, kettle toaster, all of those types of things. But what we had to do was... We had to educate these finance providers about the world of property. And although they could see furniture as being an asset that they could loan against, they didn't really see these smaller items as being viable at the time. But when they become part of the bigger picture, so if you take a whole HMO, you've got a wardrobe bed, bedside table, chest of drawers in each bedroom then you've got the whole kitchen fit out then you've got the whole of the communal area dining table sofa whatever it may be they then looked at it and said well actually we can fund those things because they're only a smaller percentage of Tracy when you say that who's they so we have a panel of funders right that actually provide the funding. Yeah. Now this is a, it's a. So this isn't your money. You're not putting your personal funds into this. You're working with finances. Yes, yeah. exactly. At this moment in time, the ultimate goal for Landlord Smart is to provide funding themselves. Right. Um, and we believe that that will open up the world even more. To so you more kind of is Landlord Smart then effectively a brokerage? Yes. Yeah. We are a broker. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sorry to interrupt you there, right? Because I need to okay. make sure that everybody gets the bullet points as to what it actually means. So yeah. I'm going, going, I'm going back to the room. I'm, I'm the, 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 the open-eyed rent-to-renter, and I'm sat on a course, yeah. and I've got no money, and I want to get into rent-to-rent, but I haven't got a proven history. I've got no business because I'm still in the corporate world. Can I borrow from you to furnish my house? Okay, so our finance applies to people who run a property business. Now, for anybody doing rent to rent, they are going to set up a property related business. They might set it up tomorrow. They might have set it up yesterday. They might have set it up three months ago. Doesn't make any difference to us at all. Okay. Because we have identified funders that will work with a whole range. So we've got funders that will work with people who are doing rent to rent, i.e., they don't own the property. They've only just set up a business. They've got no trading history versus people who may have 25 years of property experience doing large developments, own a whole portfolio, etc. So we've got a range of funders and that was the aim of Landlord Smart. It was So it's open to brand new people that have yes. just set up their business. Yeah. That's awesome. So effectively then, I mean, I know that there's this word that's banded around a lot and it's no money down. Yeah. So this could kind of be a no money down deal if it's a rent to rent is that right exactly so yeah. I, i've um, so i'm happy now i'm on my course and you might we've just had a chat and you said that you can fund my furniture yeah. um so i'm really pleased about that because that's the biggest expense out of the whole refurbishment project what about fire doors and things like that yeah so we have continued to push the boundaries with 
the funders that we've worked with. Again, it's been this educational process because, I mean, a great example for you, um, to, when we first launched Landlord Smart, one of our first customers was somebody who lived in Brighton, was doing rent to rent on a hotel in Blackpool. So this was okay. a, quite a large property. Yep. And he was getting furniture from a furniture supplier in the Midlands. Now, this guy was a property person who had quite a bit of experience. Was this guy doing really high-end HMOs by any chance? Um, yeah, they weren't too bad. You probably do know of him. I'm just trying to think. I'm not going to mention any names. I'm okay. trying, to put, <laughs> trying to work out who it is. <laughs> I'll confirm later. Okay. Um, yeah, but he was, he was literally, at that time, it was, I've got all this experience, I, this is what I'm doing. But the world of finance and asset finance... I haven't got a clue about this. So that when we put this forward, they looked at it and said, it must be fraud. You can't have somebody down there renting something up here, then subletting it out and furnishing it from a company in the middle of the mm. country. It was yeah. uh, So we had to educate them. And that education process has meant that we've pushed and pushed and pushed and explained more and more scenarios of the world of property to enable us to finance more than just furniture, electricals, anything that would go into a HMO. So this does only work for people that own the property, so not for rent to rent. But if you have bought a property and you're converting it to a HMO, then yes, we can fund a lot of the refurbishment as well. Right. So but only for, for owned property? Only for So owned. let's just put the line down the middle then. So for rent to rent, it's just furniture? Furniture, appliances, electricals. Kitchens? No kitchens. Okay. No kitchen. So furniture, appliances and electricals, the biggest costs. Yes. And then for owned property, yeah. all the other above. Yes. And the key here is, and we always, you know, Landlord Smart is a business that talks to every single one of our customers. And we do that because we need to understand what the customer's situation is and what they want to do. Um, because it's all about the other benefit that Landlord Smart gives, which is the tax saving aspect. Okay, let's talk about that then, because that's quite a big thing, isn't it? Yes. So before we go on to tax, let's talk about interest rates, right? Yeah. Because I know they're going to be high, um, but there are other benefits on the other side. Yes. So, so I'm in my rent to rent now, and I've come to Landlord Smart, and I'm dead pleased, and I want to furnish it. Yeah. So I'm going to phone one of our other preferred partners, which is Fusion Furniture, yeah. and I'm going to order my furniture, but I want you to finance it. How do you how do you facilitate all of that? Yeah. Before we move on to the the books. Okay. So people can go to Fusion and and other suppliers as well. There are Fusion. other suppliers available, folks? Um, yes, there are. But Fusion, obviously, are a, a preferred partner are. as well. Yeah. And we work with Fusion a lot, a lot. You know, they're one of the biggest known suppliers in the furniture world. So they go to Fusion, they get a quote. They could have come to us first, um, either way around. But once they've got a quote, Fusion are quite used to sending us quotes from for people that want finance. We would then contact that customer, have a conversation with them, understand what they're doing, how it's going to work. And that helps us to identify the correct funder for them because different funders have different rules, different criterias. So we understand all of that. We have to understand them. They ha We have an application process. So they fill in an application. They provide us with... A lot of information, you know, it is a financial application form. Does so it involve credit scores and the usual? Not immediately, but it will involve credit checks, yeah. um, especially if it is a new business. So if it's a business that hasn't been trading for three years or more, 
then the directors have to act as guarantors. Okay, so PGs. Yes. Mm -hmm. So they will have credit checks against them. Right. So um, the application comes back um, with all all the information. We submit that to the chosen finance provider. We do tell the customer who we're going to be sending it to and the reasons why. Um, And then we get a decision in principle. So it's effectively like a mortgage Mm. application. You fill in the form, get a decision in principle, Decision in principle within 72 hours, generally a day or two days, very quick. So we'll know very quickly. Obviously, it's the funder doing their checks. Sometimes the funder might find something that we haven't identified um, and they will throw it out and say it's declined. We will then go to the customer and say, we haven't been told why you've been declined because they can't tell us without the customer's permission. But if you would like them to share that, you know, check your credit file, see if there's anything that could be causing it. If you'd like them to share it with us, then it may help us to identify things you can provide to support it and maybe reissue it as an application. So we work very hard to try and get most people through. That's what what we do. Um, Once the uh, finance has got the decision in principle, it's then a case of accepting that they know all the figures the contract is issued. It is paperwork. They have to print it, sign it with a pen, um, and then it has to be posted back to the funders, mm-hmm. generally via us at the same time. Okay. Um, so the process itself, we tell people to allow a couple of weeks. Right. So a couple of weeks from the, the application to what, the furniture being delivered? Generally, yes. Yep. However, with the likes of Fusion, um, yeah, we, we do appreciate that people sometimes do need things done very quickly. So somebody may go to Fusion and say, I need delivery ASAP. You know, when can you deliver? And Fusion, d- doing their fantastic job, would say, yeah, we can deliver in a couple of days. Right. That's great. What they will then do is if the, if the customer wants to go through for finance, then they will take payment for the the items from the customer once the finance has paid them because the finance pays the supplier directly not the customer then the supplier will refund that money to the customer okay so so it can can be done quite quickly yes okay awesome so that's like the the mechanics of how it works so let's talk about the interest rates more so what sort of interest rate would i be expecting to pay there i've got my rent to rent now my furniture's just been delivered what what What's the cap on the lending, first question, and how much is it going to cost me? Okay, so caps on lending is all down to the criteria of the customer. So we have customers where we have managed to get up to 100 grand. um, And generally, if they are a customer that's got a lot of experience and they're doing lots of projects, then from our bank of funders, we can go from one funder to another because it will be the funder that puts the... So is it, Tracy, is it capped per property or is it on the individual? It's the individual. Right, okay. So I would have a limit, like a credit card. You say, look, you can only have 50 grand, that's it. Once you've got to 50, it doesn't matter how many houses you've got. We're done. We could go to another lender. Right, okay. So we, our aim is always to help people, not just today, but for the future as they grow their businesses yeah. and support them in whatever way we can. Okay. So, and we're always opening up more and more avenues for funding. And that's one of the reasons, as I mentioned, you know, Landlord Smart want to become a funder ourselves because yeah. we effectively then make our own rules versus the rules that asset finance underwriters are used to dealing with at this mm. moment in time so okay. we believe that will open up the world even more all right so so let's talk about interest rates then yeah um 
Go on, hit me. Okay, so interest rates, as are, as in an APR, are not something that lease finance providers use. They don't talk about finance APR rates. So we often get asked this question, obviously, because as, as normal people, we want to know, we're borrowing money, how much is it going to cost us in interest? I, They refer to it as a yield, which is calculated in very different ways because they take the assets and they say the assets have got to be paid back over that term and how much um, return do we want to get on the money that we've put into it? So, And it's not calculated in the same way as an APR. But what we do for our customers to help it become clearer is to effectively say, look at the calculations. We've got a calculator tool on our website so that it makes it very clear. Now, if I said £5,000, you're going to be paying £2,000 worth of interest on it, immediately everybody thinks that's very expensive. £2,000 on £5,000 worth of kit is expensive. But this is where the benefits to you on being able to move the cost from capital over to revenue expense within your business means that it's all offset against your business. So you're getting tax relief, corporation tax relief on every single payment. So how much would that save? So, so out of that 2000 yeah. how much could be offset? So the, the figures actually work out that after all deductions, it would cost you £666, okay. cost your business, yep. £666 to access £5,000 worth right. of furniture for the three years. That's £222 a year. So that doesn't sound too bad, does exactly. it? Exactly. But that's where you need to make sure that you show it properly on your accounts. Yes. So you need to tell your accountant. Yes. Okay. So we have a document that you could we can issue to people that they can show to their accountant because yeah. it explains exactly what type of finance this is. So it goes on the balance sheet. It does. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it's not it's not a capital cost that you've outlay for the business. It's yeah. moved over to, over to become a revenue expense, which is why you're benefiting from being able to claim it. Okay. Now, obviously, landlord smart are not accountants, and we don't give sure. accountancy advice, but we. We know what our product is and why it fits in within the world of property investment and, mm. and those people doing property. So we're happy to support them, but we always suggest to them, you have to speak to yeah. your accountant. And it's good advice. And we always say, you know, no matter what you do, you've got to talk to the regulated people, yes. make sure you get the correct advice. So Tracy, you say three years. So I've, I've gone through the system now. I'm happy. I know I'm going to pay £600 over three years on my 5,000. So what monthly payments would I pay on five grand? It's about 200 pounds a month. Okay. And that's for a brand new business. Okay, so we've got to make sure that we budget that in the rent. So yes. make sure that it's an extra cost, 200 pounds a month, but we haven't got the initial outlay. Yes. How long have I got that furniture for? For the three years is the term of the finance. So what happens after three years? A very good question. And we always get asked that, <laughs> obviously. So at the end of the three years, the reason that this works... You know what I can see? I, I've got this big picture now of your of your house full of bedroom <laughs> furniture and mattresses and... <laughs> no, no. I'm not interested in having any second-hand HMO furniture, believe me. Yeah. And the funders aren't interested either. Okay. So at the end of three years, what happens is the funders will say to the customer, because the Remember the contracts between the customer and the actual finance provider. Landlord Smart sat in the middle and liaised yeah. with everybody, but it is between them. So the funder will say to the customer, what do you want to do? 
and the customer can either get rid of the furniture and take new, so they start a whole new lease, so replace it, or they can liaise with us and they can take on or we take on the title of the goods. Now, the reason the title can't move from the finance provider to the customer is because that would mean it's a purchase lease. Okay. And if it's if you have any intention to own those items during the term or at the end of the lease, and you can't claim you cannot back. offset them. Yeah. So we can't have them owning them. Right. So somebody's got to take the ownership because otherwise the finance provider will keep charging the customer yep. monthly rentals or monthly lease payments. So we take ownership. Now for that service to take title legally on paper. Landlord Smart becomes the owner of your furniture that you've got in your now three-year-old HMO is two monthly payments. So we use the scenario of £200 a month. We charge you £400. We get the title over and then we write to you, tell you that we now have ownership of these items. You're now free to continue use for as long as you So want. do you actually get a paper document that says you own those those items then we when do. you do yes so what happens then right, I'm, <laughs> I'm giving you all these what ifs i hate these what ifs <laughs> but i think it's just asking the questions yeah. that everybody else wants i'm to sure know. yeah at the end of the agreement i don't want it yep so i want you to come and get it because it's yours well we don't come and get it because it's not ours at the time it is the actual funders now that funder will say if you dispose of you dispose of those items it's at your own cost but you have to tell us that that's it. They've gone. So I could sell them? You could sell them if you Even though I don't to. really own them? Obviously, it is the funder has to agree to whatever is going to happen. The best thing to do is to just move the title over, get out of the contract with the funder, comes to Landlord Smart, and Landlord Smart says... But then in 12 months' time, want. you've got the title, yep. and I still don't want them. So I'm going to phone you and say, hey, this, you, this is your shit, right? I want you to get rid of it. <laughs> it's your responsibility to okay. dispose so of you have to. So you house. have an agreement in place yes. there to say, look, in the event of you don't want this furniture. Yeah. I'm just thinking about you, really, thinking that, you know, in 12 months, 18 months, two years' time, when you've got landlords that have sold their property, yeah. well, effectively, the new people, the new owners, are just going to chuck that stuff out anyway. Um, so. And then where does that sit with the... Do you need to know about that? Because legally it's still yours, to, or does it just get forgotten? There about? is no value in those no. assets by that time. So it doesn't so really we're matter. We're not interested. It is just that piece of paper that effectively puts the tick yeah. against it, so that the it, it's a paper exercise to, yeah, to claim it, it against the tax. It is. Yeah. I think it's an awesome service, um, and I think it really does help a lot of people. Now you've got to remember as well, folks, that you know this isn't borrowing money; it's literally it's asset finance. Um, you don't own the furniture at the end, but you do have to make sure you budget with your monthly costs. And of course, £200 a month, you know, is that going to kill the deal? It might do. I don't know. Is it still going to give you enough profit to take on those properties? Yeah. Um, and again, if it's a rent to rent, make sure that this fits in nicely with the term that you have agreed with the owner of the property because otherwise it wouldn't work. So Tracy, would you, I mean, I don't, you don't have to tell me this, um, but you know, are you helping lots of landlords right now? You know, I mean, is this turned into a really big business for you? Definitely so. It's, um, it has really, really ramped up. Um, what we've found within the business is, in all honesty, it's been more so in the last year to 18 months that things have really started to change. Good. And the reason being that, you know, 
lease finance for furniture was never an option that people knew about, understood about. And in fact, there's a whole world out there of property people that have never, ever heard of it. Yeah. Would not know that it's an option for them. Yeah. So there's been a very big you know, only recently, process. I've only recently learned about asset finance. It's, it um, has. And, um, you know, we've been doing this a while, but yeah. we've never, we've always bought our furniture. We've never yeah. taken it on finance. So prior to Landlord Smart going into the likes of Fusion and, and the other furniture providers, did they provide their own finance package before? Some of the suppliers do. Um, I mean, they will have sourced their own finance, but the difference with that finance is obviously that is a purchase finance. Yeah, so, so you have to pay tax on it. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you're not benefiting in some of the ways you can by using lease finance. Yeah. But there are some options available um, from some of the suppliers. But what we found was obviously, you know, we we wanted to give our customers choice, work with a range of suppliers so that they could choose the furniture they want, which works really well. But it's taken time to ramp that up. And yeah. for those suppliers now to be actually contacting us and saying, we're getting asked. Mm. I think this is massive, you know, and the yeah. more you can get this out there, the more people w- we can help yes, um, because it's definitely. all about helping people. And, of course, you know, um, you've got to make money as well. It's business, absolutely. So, Tracy, you are part of the uh, HMO Community Group Preferred Partners. So yes. for those that don't know, um, my HMO Community Facebook group, which has 15,000 active landlords and around fifteen to 20,000 posts and comments every month. So it's a very active group. We've just been nominated, actually, we have just got into the finals of the best property group 2019 which is great so let's see what happens with that um so you're one of our preferred partners yes. and so we endorse your product and we do um recommend it to other people but how else can people contact you if they're interested from listening to the podcast or the youtube video how yeah. can they contact you to chat about this a little bit more so the best thing is via our website Uh, We have a telephone number, we have a contact form, we also have a a system where they can book a call at a convenient time for themselves if they want to have a chat with us. We would always say to anybody, it's a no obligation conversation. You know, we do find people contact us and we're not going to be able to help them for one reason or another and we'll be honest with them. And it costs them nothing and actually it's us all, it's all about helping people too. Okay, and what is that website? So it is landlordsmart.co.uk. Is that www.landlordsmart? <laughs> is it HTTPS? I don't know these days. HTTPS right. colon slash slash landlordsmart.co.uk. Never know what to put anymore as a prefix. I know. So landlordsmart.co.uk. Yeah. And they can contact you on the direct form from there. And, um, you know, you do, um, you, you are in the Facebook groups as well. People yes. can tag you in maybe on Facebook as well if they need your help Definitely and support. Definitely so, yes. I, uh, I'm on Facebook a lot, obviously, in your community yeah. as well as other groups. So, yeah. If, if other anybody groups? wants to oh, message no, me. No other groups. <laughs> Landlord Smart is actually on Facebook too, so we okay. do have a page where people can message in if they awesome. want to. So there's lots of ways of contacting us. Right, Tracy, it's been an absolute pleasure. I think we managed to stick to our 30 minutes. Um, SD card has limited space remaining, so I think we're just about right to go. So Excellent. on that note, Tracy, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank and uh, folks, if you need to contact Tracy, you know what to do. And until the next one, have a great day and speak to you all very, very soon. 